Today on the Pro-Life Podcast, the information they don't want you to have. Check out the disclaimer below. We're going to talk about that. And Texas is suing the Biden administration again. So grab your coffee, pull up a chair. Let's get started. Tuesday, friends. Welcome to the Pro-Life Podcast. Grab your coffee, pull up your chair, join us if you will. I'll introduce my awesome co-cast friends here. Kim Schwartz, Media Communications Director. What is... Veronica, Who are you? What is your title the, now? Do you even go here? <laughs> um, what is your I, title I'm now? I'm retired from the Education right. Director role, and I'm so proud of Rachel Bush for taking that on. Right. And now I am an Education Associate, and I hang out and do podcast stuff and weird little projects here and there. Sorry, I didn't recognize you with your new tattoo. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Audio she went, listeners. She went to a wild party over the weekend and got a tattoo, apparently. It's a mermaid. It, it'll be gone <laughs> next week, I promise. It's a temporary tattoo from a it's kid's very party. Hard. Don't write us with bad comments it, or anything. It's very Veronica, hard to scrub okay. off. That so took I all want to, like, be all red. It took a whole 30 seconds to get off track. Veronica's right. always been our wild child. Yes, yes it's this is, true. This is true. She just this comes in with new inks. Yes, I'm so wild. <laughs> My aerial birthday tattoo. <laughs> and Emily Cook, our general <laughs> counsel. Let's put this back on track, please. Um, I'm sorry, it's my fault we derailed, so I don't know why I'm talking about. So if you're watching this on YouTube, you may notice a little message below this video now. Ooh. Um, YouTube, my generic tablet device is keep taking a nap here, but YouTube has started dropping fun little, um, context notes under some of our videos and other pro-life videos about abortion health information, National Library of Medicine, yada, yada, description of abortion procedure in very sterile generic terms. Yeah. You remember like the COVID disclaimers that they put on everything? Now we're going to get two disclaimers because I said COVID. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> so, okay. I don't know. What other words we need to say here to just get all of our misinformation? I'm not going to say the election one because that might actually get us deplatformed. Vaccine. Um, yes. All, so, those, all those meta tags. Anyways, we're just going real all over the place today. So <laughs> the uh, disclaimers that they used to put and still put on anything COVID related about vaccines are safe and effective. And here's more information about the virus. Now they're doing that with abortion. And they're saying that, oh, well, we're just going to put this disclaimer that links to the government website uh, that says, like, abortion is a personal decision and you should talk to your uh, health provider about what the procedures are and if this is right for you. Um, and they're doing that with every single. They're so obsessed. Yes. <gasps> yeah. Yep. Well, you know, it's funny when when you all first mentioned that we were getting tagged with these disclaimers, mm -hmm. I was I actually felt kind of honored. I was like, we leveled oh, up. Yeah, <laughs> we are as bad as the anti-vax people. I guess so. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's yeah. so funny. Yeah, these days it's kind of just like you're either the left, there's the far left, and then everybody else. And so now we're deeper. I'm I'm not gonna lie. I kind of low key went looking for other people's videos to see who else got tagged. Like, oh, did they get tagged too? No. Yes. Yeah. Just us. Awesome. 
They hate us a little extra because uh, of seems, the heartbeat bill. It so. seems to be the case. They hate us a little extra. Yeah. They do. So to fight back, make sure that you actually like this video and leave a comment to help us in the algorithm because you know they're going to try to like suppress all the pro-life content even more than what they were already mm -hmm. doing. And so whenever you actually share this video yourself, then it's like, ha, YouTube getting around the sensors and everything. Yeah. Yeah. I, speaking of beating the algorithm, I talked to a guy the other day whose wife um, comments so much on Planned Parenthood's post on Facebook, like with, you know, give me a location, I'll find you resources in your air, like trying to find them pregnancy centers. Oh, wow. She got a top fan badge. Uh -uh. She commented and reacted to their stuff so much she's a pro -life that, they, top that fan. the algorithm broke. So she's a top fan of Planned Parenthood. And so then it just gives her more street cred on those posts. It's oh, really that's awesome. That's doing the Lord's work yep. right there. It's yep. like a professional troll. Yes, I love <laughs> for it. Good. I want to be a professional for, for good, good troll. Yep. Yes. Yep. For that's sure. amazing. Well, you noticed something on Planned Parenthood's website too. And I'd like to notice, you know, we talked about uh, whenever Roe was overturned and how miscarriage and abortion are not the same thing, but the media is just losing their minds and saying abortion, uh, abortion bans are going to stop miscarriage treatment and women are going to die and all these things. Yeah. And Planned Parenthood's own website said ectopic pregnancy treatment is not uh, the same as abortion. And, you know, we're talking about how miscarriage treatment is not the same as abortion. And pro-lifers were pointing to Planned Parenthood's own website to prove this point that not even Planned Parenthood says these are the same. Yeah. However, everything changed yeah. in the Fire Nation. <laughs> it was a couple of weeks ago. I know. Yeah. Speaking of disclaimers and misinformation, all this stuff, I I took a screenshot of Planned Parenthood's website weeks ago. I think I think it was June twenty seventh. I'll go look at my timestamps because I actually anticipated this would happen and. That's three days after the Dobbs decision came right. out. Right. Yeah. Yep. I went to their website to see what do they say, what are they saying lately about ectopic pregnancy? Uh, because I always, whenever pro-lifers ask me, how do I argue well with my friend who is pro-choice about ectopic pregnancy? I just say, go to Planned Parenthood's website. Who better to go to than someone who you disagree with, but is still giving out useful medical information because then they're not going to view you as biased. So I went to that website too and um, screenshotted it. And then, yeah, just a few weeks later, they scrubbed that statement that said ectopic pregnancy care is not the same thing as abortion. And they replaced it to say something really vague and squishy, like ectopic pregnancy care is not usually the same thing as what we usually do during an abortion and blah, blah, blah. It's all very vague and it doesn't say mm -hmm. um, what they usually do anymore. Like the, the, the medication that is necessary to care for a woman with an ectopic pregnancy is nethotrexate and or surgery. And uh, so it really kind of like dumbed down those as the primary methods of care. And that's maddening. I, I guess mm -hmm. Planned Parenthood, I, it's weird to say I was kind of proud of them in the past for being direct and explicit with what the real care is for ectopic pregnancy. Because um, as evil as they are, at least they were doing that one little thing correctly. Right. And, and now even, they've scrubbed it. It's not even that maybe Planned Parenthood didn't have pure motives for saying that abortion and ectopic pregnancy care aren't the same because the reality is a lot of people, the majority of people still have an aversion 
to abortion and thinking right. like, oh, even if they don't want to see abortion banned entirely, most of Americans are like, oh, it should be restricted. Like it's, they're not completely okay with it. So for, I think there's a benefit for Planned Parenthood saying ectopic pregnancy treatment is not the same as abortion because then it's like, oh, well, I don't want to have an abortion. So should I right. like endanger my life by waiting to get treated for this? So I think that there could be, even if their motives aren't pure, it doesn't matter what, um, you know, their motive was for putting that information on their website. But the fact is it was there and it was accurate that uh, ectopic pregnancy treatment and abortion are not the same thing, but now they're just showing that they're dedicated to this agenda and the scenario. Yeah, it's clear what their motive is now. Their motive now is to conflate the issue of abortion with ectopic pregnancy because that's what the media has been saying. And so it probably would give Planned Parenthood more media attention if they buy into this false agenda. And so it's just ridiculous. It's like, well, there goes all medical accuracy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And also, what about all the women who... Thankfully, it's rare, but rare, but common, right? I mean, that's how medical professionals speak. Rare, but common. What about the women who are suffering that rare, but common issue of an ectopic pregnancy? And now they think that they're going to get in trouble. They think that they're not going to be able to get care because abortion is illegal in Texas. People are lying to them. Whereas in reality, all they have to do is go to their doctor and get immediate care. They're never going to be told you can't get this care. No doctor is going to be like, I'm, you're going to get in trouble for it. None of that is true. Yeah, and I mean, so these just... women are going to be in peril because of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, I mean, it goes to show that they like uh, the pro-abortion side likes to cast the pro-life side as not caring about women, um, not caring about children, and not caring about the health of women. When and it's the complete opposite. Yep. So you've got this entire faction of the left who they don't care about women. They want to breed fear and confusion into families across America and women across America to reach this agenda that they think that abortion on demand for any reason through all nine months of pregnancy should be the standard. And guess what? You and I should pay for it. Mm -hmm. They don't care how they get there. Mm -mm. Yeah. If you're killing babies. They're trying to ride on the coattails of an extremely dangerous medical situation that has nothing to do with abortion. But we're pro-women, yeah. so you got that going for I know, for it's you. maddening. Mm-hmm. It's right. so ridiculous. And I think just to labor this point a little bit more... Um, Let's beat the dead horse. Yes, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, but something you said, Emily, is that there are consequences to this narrative that miscarriage and abortion are the same thing or uh, ectopic pregnancy treatment and abortion are the same thing. The consequences are a woman who actually needs that treatment might not seek it because they think like, oh, well... Uh, it's abortion or abortion is banned or something like that. So I can't get this treatment anyways. When that's not true at all. And the responsibility for that, even though the media is the one that's pushing this narrative forward and they're just trying to cram it down everyone's throat, somehow that's our fault for uh, being responsible for something that the law doesn't say. (laughs) I'm not quite sure how that one works. Right. But the responsibility is on the media. If they just stop talking and pushing that narrative and they do the responsible thing of saying, no, these are not the same, then we wouldn't have that consequence. We wouldn't have that problem, but it doesn't benefit them. Medical associations can come out and use all of their money that they usually use to fund legislators and campaigns and public advocacies, uh, organization and efforts and come out and 
educate their yeah. physicians and their hospitals with like what the law is. They got lawyers. All the hospitals, believe me, hospitals have lawyers. Oh, and oh, really? Just I mean that that is their responsibility. But especially the American American Medical Association it's their is job buying to train into this. They're mm-hmm. proliferating this misconception, uh, and it is. I mean, we've we've seen this. It, it, it's it's hard to trust. Yeah. Um, the guys who are and gals who are supposed to be in the white coats telling you what, you know, the irony here that they're running around spreading actual fake news while we have disclaimers on our videos basically calling us fake news. Yep. Interesting. We live in backwards town. It's bizarre world, right? Bizarre. Yes. Yeah. Yep. It's very That's the world. theme now. Yep. Bizarre <laughs> yep. world. So you wanted to talk about also the Biden administration's recent shenanigans with this Mtala thing yeah. explain this i don't i don't okay. understand this okay so have you ever gone to a, uh, an emergency room or decided you didn't want to go to an emergency room because everyone's there with a sniffle someone might be having it's, a heart attack I mean, but yeah. someone's okay yeah so the reason why emergency rooms and you might hear you know they are the de facto primary care physicians and um, because there's a state, I'm sorry, a federal law that requires hospital emergency rooms um, as a as a condition of, med- of Medicare, Medicaid participation to anyone who presents to an ER to screen. So everyone, that's why you get a people with the sniffles, the right. ER, okay, to screen. And then if they have a life-threatening condition, it is on the responsibility of that hospital to stabilize them to the best of that hospital, if the hospital has the capabilities to stabilize that person or to transfer them to another facility who can provide the stabilizing treatment if the benefits of transferring the person don't outweigh the costs. Okay. So this was passed in like the 90s, right? Yes. 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 Ronald Reagan signed it. Like yes. this is a super pro-life law. Ronald Reagan signed it. Like if you go into an emergency room and you need to be stabilized, like they have to make sure that you are still alive at some point. To and the two best points, of their ability. Yeah, two major points. This is this is to ensure that there is an emergency care if you can't pay. Right. So you didn't. Th- this was in response to hospital emergency departments turning away. Uh, patients who had life-threatening conditions because they couldn't pay. Um, and then also, I should put another, this is, comes into play here, um, it's a life-threatening condition or who are in labor. Okay. Mm. So if you come to uh, okay. an emergency room and you're in labor, not a life-threatening condition, but you're in labor, but they've got to admit need you to and- do something about this, this relatively quickly. Pretty pro-life. Yeah, okay. and deliver yes. the child this, and stabilize okay. we mom. Okay, sense so okay. far. Yes, all right, so that, that's the framework. Now, across the country in the pro-life laws that are now in effect or are fixing to come into effect with um, trigger laws across the country, um, they, they have exceptions for when um, mother's life is in danger. We've talked about this on the podcast yeah. where, you know, okay. A, the law does allow for um, abortions to not be elective abortions if the mother's life is in um in physical health is actually in um, jeopardy. Um, and those d- those definitions vary across state lines. We've talked about on the podcast how you know, usually that is actually the medical answer to that is never abortion, okay? Right. Um, but if it were, they're legally allowed correct. to perform right. an abortion. Correct. It's right. just oddly never necessary. Yes. Correct. So an agency of the federal government, the Agency of Health and Human Services came down with a letter, a guidance letter, and basically told um, told all of the emergency room departments that in order to comply with EMTALA, that it was the responsibility of the physicians um, and hospitals to kind of disavow those state exceptions and that any kind of treatment 
for a pregnant woman, or I'm sorry, they call them pregnant people. Oh. I forgot, Brent, you can get pregnant now. <laughs> the uterus um, owners. Um, <laughs> sorry, I, I digress. Um, <sighs> that they can basically so the, throw those state definitions out the window. We have our own definition under MTALA that gives wide discretion to what you deem to be the mother's health. Um, it expands that definition and says federal law, Trump state law. And when did this happen? A uh, couple weeks ago. Two weeks ago. ago. Yeah. Mm. Two weeks ago. So there's a lot of problems with that. Um, mm. First of all, they don't have the authority to do that. MTALA is a statute. And so they're trying to, ch which is enacted by Congress. And um, the agency is trying to write new regulations into it, expand definitions when, when really to do that, it would need to be Congress. Um, and then additionally, there are various other places in um Imtala itself and in other neighboring kind of healthcare provisions that don't allow for the federal funding of um, abortions uh, that say you cannot discriminate. So the HHS is trying to say, hey, if you don't do this and we get wind of it, you are you the hospitals and the physicians can be kicked out of uh, Medicare and Medicaid. So it's very personal. Um, but there's also federal laws that say. Imtala cannot be used to discriminate against people, uh, physicians or hospitals who de decline to provide abortions to patients. Wow. So, you know, it sounds like a lawsuit that's waiting to happen. Right. Well, oh. it is a lawsuit now. So that's a great <laughs> okay, setup, good. Veronica. Um, <laughs> last week, the Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton filed a civil action in Lubbock County um, challenging the secretary of HHS's um, okay. guidance letter and, yeah. and memo. So Texas well, Wasn't there also Biden. recently a Supreme Court case about how these government agencies don't get to rewrite rules that weren't yeah. passed by Congress. I mean, right before yes. Dobbs. Yes. So, it's very mm. so I mean, it was, do they, mm. what do they think's going to happen? <laughs> it sounds I, like the Supreme look, Court just be like, uh, nope. Look, yeah, basically. We, so we experienced this with the Heartbeat Act. Um, when the Heartbeat Law got into effect and we were sued, Tech Starts Life was sued 14 times. I really think you the just motives. just love saying that. <laughs> I mean, I really think the motives of all of this is to cause confusion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because you're setting up this narrative nationwide of just like what we were talking about. You know, can we do this? Can we do that? I mean, if they had just said, hey, for day one, like the laws say ectopic pregnancies, uh, treatment for an ectopic pregnancy is not an elective abortion. A miscarriage treatment is not an abortion. Okay. We wouldn't be yeah. here. That's true. So I, I think it's I think it's a very uh, more sinister, um, organized effort to confuse the American public, to confuse lawmakers, um, attorneys, and healthcare practitioners, uh, to make this fake demand, this fake cry for oh we can't we, we got to kill unborn children now. Yeah, yeah. it goes right back. Sorry, uh, it goes right back to. Um, the concept of if someone believes that you have authority over them, Correct. then now you do. It, even if you never did before, all you have to do is convince someone that you have authority over them, and now you have authority over them. And uh, it reminds you when, uh, wow. So, so they're basically saying take. they're trying to be a Karen going, do you know who I am? Right. Yes. You know, like, do you know I'm in charge of you and all your thoughts and decisions? And and by the way, I'm going to shut down the economy, so you have to do what I say, and you can't go to work anymore. And now you have to believe me that I'm in charge of who gets to define you know, what an abortion is. What? Yeah. These people are nuts. It, aren't there a few books about this? About, what's like that book? 1984. Uh, 1984 <laughs> and Animal Farm and a few other really good ones that were like, 
Required reading in high school. They were supposed to be fiction, but here we are. Could rewrite it to be 2024. That's what life's going to be like. Yeah. Yeah. But oh, it's, it's sickening future. because all the headlines are saying, like, Texas sues because they don't want to provide abortions at, when the life of the mother is at stake. And that's not the situation at all. Yeah, all of our laws say that if an abortion is necessary to save the physical life of uh, a mother, that an abortion is permitted in those situations, even though they are not usually or you know, serious impairment of a major bodily limb or organ bodily yeah. function. So that that's the whole point in Attorney General Paxson's lawsuit is Fed stay out of this. Yeah, you have no authority here to do this. We've handling we're handling this, mm-hmm. and now you're just going to scare all of our f- hospitals. So it just it opens up a loophole to come in and say, oh, everybody, every. It's to, it would turn turn our de- emergency room departments into de facto abortion clinics. Yep. Yeah. Because this they would part, be afraid. They would be afraid. This is an attempt to this is an attempt to coerce and intimidate ER physicians into anyone who comes and saying they're having they're pregnant and having um, a you know a health problem that well I better I better provide the abortion for them whether or not they're actually in jeopardy because if not and they file a complaint Imtala is a very is a complaint driven process and they file a complaint then I have put my hospital and myself at risk from participation in Medicare and Medicaid which is I mean you that's it's a lot, a lot of, of a lot, lot of money funding. yeah oh so that's when y'all y'all were saying off camera a minute ago that basically they're holding Medicare and Medicaid money hostage. The threat of it, yes. Yeah, and that is only going to hurt impoverished people. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. that doesn't hurt someone who already has insurance is gonna be fine. It's gonna hurt impoverished people. But Joe Biden (sighs) cares about the poor, apparently, unless it comes to abortion. Who who knows at that point? Uh, One more thing on this though, is that whenever I was reading uh, the lawsuit of Texas against the Biden administration here, that they point out that the law, Imtala, does not, it, it specifically says that this, nothing in this law should be construed to prescribe a specific medical treatment. Like we're not saying under this law, you have to provide a ventilator or you have to provide this treatment. We just right. say you have to stabilize, you have to take care of the patient broadly. And the opposite is happening here is that if a pregnant woman comes in, you have to uh, pr- be able to provide an abortion. And that's not like the law specifically says that they can't do that. And there's so many other ways that if a woman's life is in danger, they're not going to provide an abortion. They're going to do something else that would still result in the mother's life being saved. It's the same end result, but they're like, no, we have to have abortion be the answer, like no matter what. Right, and that goes directly against the Conscious Protections Acts for for healthcare professionals, and it goes against the religious liberty rights of the hospitals involved. I mean, this is very unconstitutional. Yeah, <laughs> it's like they packed in every bad idea that they could possibly think of into one memo. <laughs> uh, and so Texas, luckily, was like, "I should no, laugh, we're not, but we're not doing nothing that. surprises me anymore. It's all just clown world." comedy show. And I yeah. gave Joe Biden the benefit of the doubt in that Nothing Burger episode. I was like, wow, they've actually discovered the Constitution and that there are limits to the executive branch. And then the very next week, they're like, you know what we're going to do? We're just going to put all of our unconstitutional ideas together into one instead of spreading them out like they normally do. <laughs> <sighs> I take it back. I was going to say something really snarky, but I won't. Um, we, don't, we don't have time for that. Uh, we have other information we need to share with you right now. So we're going to take a break and see you in a few minutes. 
save the date for Boots on the Ground. It's an awesome pro-life conference coming up January 28th and 29th. Come to Austin, Texas with us to march to the Capitol, to celebrate the end of Roe v. Wade, to commemorate Roe v. Wade, and to learn from expert pro-life speakers on how to keep Texas pro-life forever. Come to Austin with us and hear from Ryan Bomberger, our keynote speaker who shares his personal story, and so much more. Book your tickets today, bootsonthegroundtx.com. See you in January. The Supreme Court just overturned Roe v. Wade. This is a historic moment. Now we have a bold, groundbreaking agenda for the next steps. First, we have to enforce our laws and make sure liberal district attorneys don't give abortionists a free pass. Second, we need to expand the life-saving alternatives to abortion program. And third, we need to save hospital patients. Do you believe in this vision? Go to texasrighttolife.com stand to donate now and save lives. Welcome back, Pro-Life family. So we left off, we were talking about this Imtala thing and how Texas has sued the federal government. I mean, that's kind of what we do here. Um, and a certain attorney general had some commentary about us doing that. It's true. Kim, did you want to? Yes. So this is uh, The Empire Strikes Back, the new episode here. <laughs> And uh, so the Attorney General of the United States, Merrick Garland, you might remember him from uh, earlier in uh, the Obama administration where mm -hmm. he was nominated for the Supreme Court. And thankfully, his nomination was stalled so long that he never got to got to be on the Supreme Court. Gee darn. That's kind of why we're here now, actually. Um, so thank you, everyone, to the Senate Republicans <laughs> there. Um, anyway, so Merrick Garland, he's now the U.S. Attorney General and uh, basically bas like top lawyer of the Biden administration here. And someone asked him last week about the Texas lawsuit over this memo with the Imtala uh, Life of the Mother guidelines. And he said, yeah, we're going to file a motion to dismiss that lawsuit. And then we're going to, he said, we're thinking about suing states to force them to provide abortions in those situations. So this memo wasn't enough. They had to go and add the point of like, oh, maybe we're going to counter sue. And if wow. you may remember, that has not worked out well historically. Um, no. I'm old enough to remember no. a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> when they tried the exact same thing and it didn't work. Um, <laughs> Merrick Garland, once again last year with the Texas Heartbeat Act, sued the state of Texas trying to force Texas to provide abortions. And they handpicked a judge in Austin that would give him a favorable ruling. And uh, that poor judge, he had his about a day and a half of glory where he reversed, reversed a little bit blocked the Texas Heartbeat Act for about a day and a half, and then the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals came in and said, no, this was a terrible ruling. Like, your lawsuit is bogus, and this ruling from the Obama judge is bogus. And then it went up to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court again was like, no, this was a terrible idea. <laughs> but again, we're just putting all of our bad ideas together in one, so they're going to try it again. Well, you, like you can imagine how that might work out. Yikes. Yeah. But this ultimately, this the Imtala law that we talked about earlier, and then hopefully not lawsuits to come after that, but possibly, it's all an attack on pro-life doctors ultimately, because they're trying to force them to provide abortions. Even if the doctor isn't like, yeah, I'm pro-life, uh, nine out of 10 OB-GYNs won't provide oh. an abortion. And so this is an attack on medicine overall, 
and trying to force them into one corner when that's not necessary and it's not ethical. Yeah. 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 Speaking of pro-life doctors, uh, I have several friends who are pro-life doctors. And one of them the other day, she's an OBGYN. She sent me a statement made by ABOG, the American Board of Obstetrics and Gynecology. This was just a couple weeks ago, July 7th. They issued a statement on disinformation. And it was all about... um, you know, people shouldn't create false narratives about abortion. They should mm-hmm. provide accurate information. I'm with you the, so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm just going to read the last paragraph because it's really creepy. It says ABOG will review reports of dissemination of misinformation and disinformation about dot, 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 reproductive health care, contraception, abortion, and other OBGYN practices. Eligibility to gain or maintain ABOG certification may be lost if ABOG determines that diplomats do not meet the standards they have agreed to meet and that the public deserves and expects. So basically, if you say that you're pro-life and if you argue that a topic pregnancy is not an abortion and you're not meeting this leftist agenda, that they can just take away your certification. And so a lot of pro-life doctors are 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 worried. I mean, they're being bullied right now. And it... it uh, who are these people who think that they can just be in charge of of thoughts and and speech? And it says like people have the right to free speech, but disinformation is really you know a problem and all this stuff. So it's terrible. My friend was like, I'm I'm afraid I'm gonna have to be a closet pro life OBGYN, and I hope that we'll never reach that day. I hope that we can nip this in the bud quickly. Yeah. It's terrifying well, we have, and bullying people. You know, out of the closet pro-life lawyers it's for true, such, it's true. such things, too. Yeah. So. Ooh, and I was maligned in the Houston Chronicle this weekend. Ooh, that did us. happen. I had several people happen. send it to me. They're like, hey, they don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I was like, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> what they say? I missed it. <laughs> oh, it was uh, far too, uh, we're too right, too far right. And um, it mm. was... It was actually uh, talking about how another an organization with whom I was speaking to um, addressing that they were kicked out of a church for being too conservative and too pro-life. And it's great. So, yeah. But I think ultimately this is a culture thing with like, how are we going to defeat all of these people who are really high up in these institutions that are threatening to decertify uh, pro-life OBGYNs? And I think it's only a matter of time until, um, you know, like they start to try to disbar pro-life lawyers because you're spreading disinformation or whatever. And uh, with the YouTube disclaimer and everything, like these are people up in high institutions that have appear to have a lot of power. But just like you said, it's, you know, if you actually believe that they have power over you, you only get to, they can only go as far as what you allow. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Don't be be a sheep. Gotta be brave. Stand up for your rights. Cool. Well, we also want to react to a video uh, shared in a chat recently around here. Um, Some of us have seen it. Some of us haven't. We did did this last week. It was kind of fun. So we want to do that again. This one's a positive video. This one is positive. I want to end on a positive note. We've talked a lot of doom and gloom and disinformation (laughs) and and ministries of truth and such (laughs) things. Um, so let's let's no, <laughs> let's end on a little more fun note, maybe. Let's see. Let's see what we have here. When a woman tells you she is having a baby, there is only one correct response, and that is congratulations. Let's try it. Woman says she's having a baby. You say in this economy. <laughs> no. Anyone else? Aren't you already busy enough? No. 
Just try it. Contraception didn't work? I give up. I hope you all get injured at a gender reveal. I like the injured at a gender reveal. Yep. I hope you all get injured yeah, at I a mean, gender reveal. It, that's what it, it just goes to show that we're, society is taking away the joy and blessing mm-hmm. that pregnancy and childbearing and having children are. Um, and that's so sad. funny. I love Jen Fulweiler. She Ken is, is always a huge <laughs> fan. She's always before. sending me videos. She's a very conservative and very pro-life comedian. And uh, she's a riot. I yeah. love that That's one. Fun. That, that was fun. Yeah, <laughs> she's going to get a follow now. I need to, <laughs> right. I need to add her to my, to my inst- my Insta forever scrolling. Um, yeah, she's had uh, six babies in eight years. Um, yeah, so. Wow, well done. Great. Absolutely. Absolutely. She is one of my favorite people to follow on social media, um, not only because, you know, she's had six kids in eight years, uh, <laughs> but also she was she grew up atheist and converted to Christianity with the birth of her first son. And um, that whole story, it's so she tells it a thousand times better than I can. But basically, um, whenever her son was born, she was like, OK, well, if I really believe in atheism, what does that say about my son? I'm holding my son here and I have to be honest with myself and say, okay, you're a little like collection of dust and you'll return to nothing and you're just some kind of like worthless pile of atoms. And she's like, I don't believe that at all. Like I know that the love that I have for my son is real and comes from some kind of external being that uh, is eternal and that, Mm -hmm. you know, I share in that love with my son here. And so that started her journey into the conversion to Christianity. Um, Now she's a really amazing advocate for the idea that you do not have to give up your life, give up your goals, give up your dreams in order to have babies. Like it's not just like, oh, I had a baby and now I'm gonna go be shunned from society because God forbid like someone hears a baby crying and it just disturbs my little ears. Like (laughs) that would be terrible. So. She's really big into the idea that um, we should treat all life as being welcoming. You know, we need to be aware of this. Yeah, so legit. Yeah. And I think even pro-life people too, like whenever, I, I think that sometimes whenever somebody who is in an unexpected pregnancy or like, you know, like, okay, maybe this wasn't um, in the best of circumstances that somebody tells you I'm pregnant, they're like, uh, what do I say to that? Congratulations. Mm-hmm. That's all Congratulations you need. Congratulations is always the answer. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Other acceptable Followed answers. Followed up with, how are you feeling? Can I buy you a hamburger? Do you need any help? Right. <laughs> Just start I'm with so congratulations. Happy for you. This yes. is exciting. <laughs> you know, all that kind of stuff. Those are the only answers that you need. Love Nothing it. else. It's yeah. awesome. Fun stuff, you guys. So, yeah. Like and share this video while you still can before the algorithm apparently crushes us into oblivion or whatever. Um, this is how we're going to change the world, save, change hearts and minds, save some lives. Pro Life family, we love you. We will see you next week.